Welcome to the Shiny Brightly Show. I'm Howard Brown, author, speaker, Silicon Valley entrepreneur, international peacemaker, and yes, two-time stage four cancer patient survivor and advocate. Each episode will take you from resilience to hope and a whole lot more because Shining Brightly does make the world a better place. Be prepared to be inspired. Hello, it's Howard Brown, Shining Brightly podcast show. Welcome. This is show 50. I'm really excited about it. And uh, it's going to be a solo show today. And um going to be going a little deep here, a little introspection. So the title of the show is They Hate Me. They Don't Even Know Me. There's a lot of, lot of stuff going on in the world. It's sort of imploded and exploded all at the same time. Uh, we've got, you know, a war in the Ukraine. We've got a war in the Middle East between Israel and Gaza. Uh, we had a shooting of a six-year-old boy and his mom uh, by a landlord in a hate crime in Chicago. It's awful. It is really awful. So I, I will tell you that, um, you know, I grew up in the suburbs of, uh, of Boston and Framingham, Massachusetts, and we just had a lot of diversity growing up. Um, African-American, Puerto Rican. Um, we had Portuguese, um, a little bit of Asian, Jews and Christians, um, all in the suburbs. And I will tell you, I was an athlete. So in, in sports, sometimes, uh, you know, you'd hear a derogatory name or comment. So uh, for the for the Jews, you'd be called a kike, which is a dirty Jew. Or for Puerto Rican, they'd be called a spick. And uh, or an Irish person, a mick. And uh, for uh, African-American or black person, uh, the N-word. Can't even say it. Don't want to say it. Uh, once in a while, I would see swastikas, stickers. Um, but most of that was bullying. Still unacceptable. But most of that was bullying. And so... I learned from uh, you know a young age that there were lots of differences. And on the athletic field, we had to play together in order to succeed. And so sports brought a lot of competitiveness and camaraderie, some discipline, mental and physical toughness. And I learned to play sports and, and play basketball with lots of different people. And... Uh, that was a good life lesson um, for learning some respect. And my parents obviously taught me that respect because it starts in the household. And it has to be something that you want to do. You can choose not to hate. You can choose to learn to hate. So this episode's about hate and why I am for peace, for kindness, for giving, for resiliency, and for healing and gratitude. So anti-Semitism, all-time high. People don't like the Jews. Islamophobia, again, all-time high. People don't like uh, Islam or Muslims. 
Asians, especially during COVID, Asian hate, all-time high. Always been a bias against gay, lesbian, uh, transgender. And since the the times of uh, Africans coming to this country in slavery, there's been African-American, black, skin color hate. So there's all forms and all types. And I'm not going to solve that in this podcast, but I'm going to highlight that you can choose to hate. You can also choose to be kind. What's in your heart? So as I grew up and um, I learned through my parents about charity and helping others, raising money for those in need, getting clothing for those in need, learning that lesson of tzedakah, giving in Hebrew, um, we really need to teach that. It begins in the home. And then it extends to our neighborhoods. Then it extends to our communities. Then it extends to the globe. But the violence, the, the, the pure vitriol and hate is, it's really, it's bothersome to many, including me. And it's just, uh, how do we fix it? And I'll share some ways that I think we could fix it as well. And um, uh, you know, I went to school at Babson College, 45,000 alumni in 132 different countries. It's like the United Nations. We had all walks of life on the campus. Now, some were very small minorities. But I, I, at least I didn't witness just outright hate on the campus. And maybe I missed that because there were some. And, um, you know, I don't put my head in the sand. I understand that um, people don't exactly understand each other. But what I do know from my Jewish upbringing is that there's the number 18, L'chaim. We say that when we actually raise our our, our glass of wine, l'chaim. And it means to life. And there's also a, a Jewish uh, law, pekuach nefesha. And that, I probably said it wrong because I'm just, my mind is going crazy right now. But that is, we choose life. We choose to live. God's seed becoming a human life. We choose life. We choose kindness. We choose giving. We choose healing this broken world. There's such a fissure out there. So it's funny. I was doing research for this podcast about hate. And one of the first things that came up was a gentleman named Rod Smart. You probably don't even know who he is. Rod Smart was a NFL and XFL football player. And on the back of his jersey... He put, he hate me. And people asked him, why did he do that? And he basically playfully said that when I go by a defender, he hate me. When I score a touchdown, he hate me. When I win a game, he hate me. What a brilliant marketing ploy. And he trademarked it. He trademarked, he hate me. So when I say they hate me, but they don't even know me. They don't even know that I'm a two-time stage cancer survivor. They don't know that 
I want to become a servant leader and, and always work on serving others. They don't know me, but because I'm Jewish, they throw me into this big, massive bucket and they hate me. And I feel sad about that. I really do. I've worked very hard in moving here to Michigan for the last 18 years on interfaith relations. And we work from the Jewish community outward to the Muslim community, the Hindu community, the Asian community, the Mexican community, the Christian community, and way more. Any country that has a consul general here or an honorary consul, it has to do with the car business. We meet with them. We talk to them about issues. And I've developed deep friendships, deep trusting friendships in this interfaith world. So much so that I wrote a chapter on interfaith bridge building in Shining Brightly. It's the second to last chapter. And I actually have some tips and I'm going to include this in the show notes and as well as on the, uh, when the uh, podcast releases, um, why do you want to take the time to get to know the other? And these are just some of the reasons, and hopefully you'll think of some from yourself. When we're united and we know each other, you actually don't think of hate because you have some type of commonality, some type of connection, some type of relationship and understanding. Now, we also, when we learn to trust our neighbors, okay, whatever faith they are, we build stronger bonds. It's healthy to uh, interact with others. It broadens your perspective. You don't have to agree. But it's a proven social determinant of health. Plus, it could be fun. When you build these bonds with other religions, people of other colors, people of other opinions, people of other backgrounds. In the good times, you're able to still maintain a level of communication and trust in the bad times. And I will tell you this, that I am in contact daily with my Muslim friends. And they are in contact with me. We are checking on each other. We are keeping each other in our prayers. And we're trying to decide when to put out a statement of uh, unanimity and support each other. There's a risk to that, but I'm willing to take that risk in the name of peace, in the name of kindness, in the name of human relations and humanity. We all have different roots. We all come from somewhere different. And the ancient patriarch of many religions is Abraham. Abraham was the father of Judaism. 
and also gave offspring to Christianity. And Moses and Abraham are in the Quran. Abraham had two sons, Isaac and Ishmael, Muslim and a Jew. And one of the things that Abraham and Sarah did was they welcomed the stranger into their tent. This is in scripture. We are taught this as Muslims, Jews, Christians, to welcome the stranger into our tent, into our home, into our place of business, into our social settings. Now, in Judaism, we teach something called tikkun olam. And tikkun olam is repairing and healing a broken world. How genuine. How beautiful. The Muslims teach us in the Quran that God made us all different so that we could learn from each other. Christians teach us that we are to protect vulnerable minorities. And when one minority is threatened, all minorities are threatened. Buddhists, Hindus, all the other great religions teach the word harmony and karma and peace. Hospitality toward others is an opportunity to live out our core values in our own faith. They all intersect. They're similar. Love thy neighbor. It's one of the Ten Commandments. Be my brother and I'll add sister's keeper. Take care of each other. Well, I can tell you this, that this interfaith work builds the bridges and we can rediscover this unique value that each brings to the table, including our own. As we learn about other faiths, it actually can reinforce our own faith. We're supposed to be godlike and walk in the image of God. Hate is not godlike. When we open ourselves to meet people of other faiths and colors and geographies and points of view, we really get to actually learn and share our own traditions with them. And it broadens you. It broadens your worldview and your perspective. And this is not just for adults. This is for the kids. Kids should know that we're growing up in a diverse world. Not everybody looks like you. Diversity. We're working on it, but we got to get better. For our kids. What type of world do we want to create for our kids? 
I will tell you this, that the beauty of at least my interfaith work and why I do this is this trusted friendships. Learning about other cultures is cool. Learning about new foods is delicious. And building deep and long-lasting friendships gives you a well-rounded life. COVID made us live in a box. People are craving the ability to interact, to hug, to shake hands, to be together. We were deprived of that over three years. And now we come out and we are on opposite sides of the field. And we don't even know who we're playing. We know nothing about them. We've not even taken the time to get to know them or walk five steps in their shoes. Well, boy, I think about this that, uh, you know, how really similar we are. How our holidays are all about celebrating life. Diwali, the festival of lights. Hanukkah, the festival of lights. The festival of the harvest. The festival of fasting to ask for forgiveness and atonement. The festival of freedom to slavery. There's so much learning and opportunity in front of us. And I'm not trying to be preachy. I'm just saying from what's in my heart right now. I'm hurting. Many people are hurting. Shining Brightly, the book was written to show people, and it starts with kindness and giving and healing. And all through the stories in my book are all about ways to live a resilient life. Build happiness, build strength. Find your happy place with others. The second to last chapter is on interfaith relations. And the last chapter is hope. Because we've all taken a bit of a backseat on hope for this world. And I, I really do think we need to bring it back. We need to join hands. And become a force multiplier for good and positive change. We can change. Do you want to change? I do. Not an easy solution. But as I took you through my discussion guide, you might think of other ideas. I'm making a call to action to share those with me. And I'll share them with others. And that's how we do our part each day. So episode 50. They hate me, yet don't even know me. I hope you'll take the opportunity to get to know me and learn that I am caring, I'm loving, I'm a good person, and I'm open 
to learning about you and your customs and your culture and your history and see where it goes. So join me. And let's let's pray together that this world can be a better place. I end every show by saying that if you shine brightly a little bit each day for yourself and for others and our communities, the world will be a better place. Thank you. And amen. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shining Brightly with me, Howard Brown. Come interact with me at shiningbrightly.com. And remember, keep on shining.